Hello and welcome to Twitter Radio. This is season three, episode two. And a beautiful three seasons it's been. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe we've made it three seasons on this one glorious subject. You know what I mean? Really? The media conglomerate thought they could take us down after, what, 1.5 of a season of an old show? But we we have come back. We are still kicking no matter what. Three seasons deep. Different brand. Of a uh, very highly used social media site. Oh, no. This is completely different. This is TWTR, exactly. which is their New York Stock Exchange. Oh, Paul sign. Sorry. Louise. Not to like <laughs> pop the balloon. You know what? If they ask, we'll clarify that it's Trolls World Tour. With a Z. If they ask, you know. With a Z. I'm against all of this. I leave for two weeks and look what comes of it. Uh, yeah, uh, Our 4th rebrand. Having said that, you're teaching us how to make money tonight, so that doesn't surprise That's me. That's actually kind of scary, but I've got something in the... It's loaded into the gun. We're going to see if it works. Yeah, uh, we have a few friendly faces that haven't been here in a while. Cody, after his long stint as a capitalist, has decided to return. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically speaking, I'm still doing the capitalist gig. But I'm not as tired on this fine Wednesday as I was last Wednesday or the one prior. <laughs> oh, so you were just tired. That's I was literally about to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, My sleep schedule of four months of unemployment was still resetting, and I think it's finally there this week. Confessions have been made. Hey, you know, I wasn't going to sit here and yawn through an hour radio show. No offense. I'm just going to be honest, Cody. If you were literally snoring during our review of an album, I can't think of a better way to diss somebody's project. Yeah, I mean, that's but I didn't have yeah. any beef with the last two albums was the problem. <laughs> had I had beef, then sure. Wait, did you <laughs> actually had, listen? Yeah. I don't believe it. You actually listened? I listened. I'm not, like, I'm still going to do my shake, job. Shake the man's hand. Shake, shake my ma- hand. Okay. <laughs> shake that hand. <laughs> promise. Uh, it was almost impossible to find your album on Spotify, but I eventually got it up, and I listened oh, yeah. to it on the way to work. SEO, we talked about that here on the show. Yes, we uh, did. And the producer's in. Hello, everybody. I mean, Matt hasn't been here since uh, the rebrand. Yeah, it's it's different place i don't recognize the show anymore <laughs> have we been have we been performing how are the numbers have we been oh, um, meeting expectations yeah you guys are doing a great job i want to congratulate you <laughs> we still got the one listener yeah i haven't had to do anything to keep him watching <laughs> you haven't had to like shackle him down or anything I, that one listener no. is jameson shout out to the pocket cast have we gang. have we been renewed for season four next season Yes, actually, I I'm working on something right now where we might be signing you on for like at least a hundred more episodes. Well, well okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say seasons, no. but I mean, I'll, I'll he's giving on. us the Rick and Morty treatment where Adult Swim just gives up and says, "Screw it, make as many as you want." <laughs> um, um, Logan is sick, so he is skyping in. Uh, you know, we've we've done the the Skype gig before, and it really does have its limitations. I tried to tell him not to get sick, but he decided to do it anyway. It really does have its limitations. I mean, as socially awkward as I already am and my complete inability to read facial cues, uh, that ability is even further stunted when I literally cannot see faces. (laughs) And we have a a guest here with us this week, uh, my dad, and he actually picked the album of the week. So, I I mean, we're going to have a... real discussion i think here this week i'm looking forward to it before we get into the discussion on twitch lil griffey 789 said what's good i think that's jameson but i don't have a name 
It is. Okay. Shout out to Jameson. Yeah, Griffey. Hey, Jameson, SEO trick. Stop naming yourself different things across all the platforms. You're making it seem like we have more fans than we actually do. (laughs) That one was for Jameson uh, turning that uh, bump on. Though it's possible that Logan might not hear the bumps. Oh. I hear the bumps. So oh, Jameson yeah. is our one listener, and uh, we haven't cut funding to him. Then I guess. <laughs> yeah. he, he's the one. I'm still he's... Venmoing him about ten dollars a week. I'm like, here, man, just you know, keep listening. Yeah, he, nice. He's basically think... our our last ditch effort. He's the filter. He's like, dude, that episode was crap. But Cody's <laughs> here to teach us to make money, thing. and I think I've figured it out. It's to cut his funding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see. I change it to five dollars a week. <laughs> so so starting into the album of the week, uh, I. Uh, introduced briefly but why don't you introduce yourself dad nice to me <laughs> yeah what are you what are you to uh jameson uh well i guess i miss new funding <laughs> <laughs> it's actually nice to be here uh i feel honored uh, actually pretty much every everybody around this table really do does feel like my kids uh two of them are biological um and I'm just here, I, I was invited on, and they actually allowed me to choose an album, so uh, those of you out, oh, uh, this was a real disappointment. Recently, I found out for the first time in my life, I've gone my pretty much my entire existence thinking I was a Gen Xer, but I found out <laughs> by a Nat's eyelash when I looked it up that I'm actually a f- boomer. Can I say it? You're a, yeah. oh, which one are you asking me can you say? I I heard that. I was going to say I'm a flaming boomer. So, well, I mean, you can say both. Yeah, in that case. So, uh, just a quick analogy of how that makes you feel. There was a kid that used to play with actually my oldest brother when he was young, and he was so by the book. That when he turned 12, he's like, I can't play with my Lincoln Logs anymore. Because the box says for kids, you know, 8 to 12, and this is my expiry year. That's how it makes me feel to be a flaming boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm pretty sure that is a very key part of tonight's discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, wait. You can't let marketing demographics control what you like, man. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so what did you pick? An album by a band called Dead Lord. Now, we do live in a universe that there we is... We live in a society, We actually. live in... I oh. heard that this is the case. <laughs> yeah. Right out of the gate, I'm stepping in puddles. <laughs> uh, the band's called Dead Lord. They're out of Stockholm, Sweden. This is their fourth album. Actually broke September 4th, so it's new. Um, ironically, uh, I'm just a, I'm a guy who just likes what he likes. Um, I don't care if I really don't care what band does it. I mean, um, for lack of a better example, if the B pushes out something that I like the sound of, it'll make my playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, are you, you're, you're claiming full uh, objectivity then? Yeah. And I don't actually, I, uh, my playlist is all over the boards. You know, um, I didn't, I, I'm not like niched into one particular thing having said that if you had to answer this question and i'm kind of curious about what you guys would say on this one if you for the rest of your life had to hand pick just one genre that you could only listen to what do you reckon that might be yeah well uh that sounds like a question for, a, for <laughs> i got an answer 
for alternative. Me. <laughs> alternative. Heavy quotes. Colvin's like, let me bro. pop a genre umbrella real quick. I'm just gonna get a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's my least favorite genre descriptor. It's my favorite overall genre. Yeah, you know, I actually, I might be partial because I am blood. Like, <laughs> he is my dad, so this might not be fair. But I will say, based off my own experience, he his money is where his mouth is on that one. Because I remember, like, even back in the early dubstep days, when I was listening to dubstep, I remember my dad like, oh, what is this stuff? Like, <laughs> and he was all interested in it. And, like, I would upload some of my music to our cloud, and then he would just randomly come up to me and be like, yo, whoever this is, this is really good. And I'm like, you know, his money really is where his mouth is on that one. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, on the old show, I mean, this is, this is a time of reckoning. Logan, you particularly have made a few statements about music before uh, Y2K. And um, there's there's no record of me saying any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone. It's all gone. It's all on the nitwiki that, that you helped me preserve. That's, and, that's what's called deep lore. So, uh, so are, are, you, are you telling me that literally you're not going to take account accountability for your uh, opinions here tonight? Because I was looking forward well, to hearing some of that. Well, you know what? I'm just sick and just delusional enough to actually bring back those opinions because I do uh, continue to say, and it, and it has remained true, that I have not ever felt above an 8 out of 10 for an album written before 1990. Okay, oh. see, I knew you were stirring the controversial pot already. That's I love it. Well, opinion, I, you know what? <laughs> Call it controversy. This is just how my brain works. There was something about how people mixed, and I really think it is mixing, prior to 1990, that just all music from that era is just almost unlistenable for me. So, so the album this week, Dead Lord, um, they're, they're an artist that I believe kind of represents, you know, this this throwback movement they're a new band but they they are definitely tapping into sounds that existed quite a while ago and um i don't know i guess i'm unofficially making myself the starting point of this conversation so i guess what i what i thought about the album um i really i i definitely like the the passion that's behind the musicians i can tell that they're all having a lot of fun and that's something that I do value, but I, I do have to admit, I have a hard time, um, I guess, feeling that translate through guitar music in general at this point. So while I, I honestly did a few of the riffs in this album really did make me smile. I was really enjoying them. There was also certain moments where I'm like, oh man, I just don't think I have the nostalgia that matches the energy that they're trying to bring. And, and that was something that I guess I consistently felt while listening to the album this week that said uh like i say they're a super awesome band and very talented but i think that's that's my main disconnect is it's like i don't have uh i guess experiences in my past that help me like emotionally link this music to my memories and and so that makes it kind of a little bit different for me and i i can just kind of appreciate it but i do think i i have a little bit of distance from this album yeah i'm gonna hop right on that because i'm i'm kind of with aaron but my t my takes a little different like first and foremost i think the album in and of itself is pretty good like i i think i definitely agree with aaron you can tell that they're enjoying it and usually even if it's not really my genre if i can tell they're loving it i'm like okay that's awesome but this one 
does hit kind of on a vein where, and of course my dad picked it because my dad basically got me into music similar to this when I was younger and I was, he didn't force me into it. He just, that's what he would listen to. So whenever I hear music like this, like I just think of memories of my dad and his music and stuff. And this album, I was like, you know, it's great, but I think I European music myself suicide to death. <laughs> that came out very well. Oh, wow. <laughs> that Are came you out- to say something about the British again? I'm trying to say something about the way that they write songs, like the scales they use, and you can definitely tell it's from Europe. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> big statement, what? Okay, <laughs> European rock. Okay. That's I'm, an actual genre. I'm not being racist here. I, I'm aware. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> no, I'm not at all, Mr. All British English rap sucks. rap sucks and they sound goofy. <laughs> yeah, there's, whoa, there's whoa, a whoa, certain echo egg that doesn't want to hear you say anything you're about to say, Logan. Let's, Let, it, let's be very clear here, okay? There is a difference between all British rap having a British rap sound and you saying Swedish guitarists that are clearly trying to emulate American music play on a different set of chords. How in the frick did I... I did not say that <laughs> yeah, at all. I don't follow that one either, You, you completely are extrapolating. <laughs> yeah, well, he's pulling my argument and attaching it to you. It's not fair. Yeah, I don't know what you're at, Logan, but... <laughs> you, no, dude, you said they use a different scale. Yeah, People is can that back not true? me up on can, this. Is that not true? Like, seriously. No, it's not. Different countries don't gravitate towards different scales. Are you saying that right now for the record? I'd say like regions, but not necessarily countries. Like Russian scales, like your major minor is going to be different than what it sounds like here. Yeah. But I don't know so much about like rock music. Like Sweden specifically, if I start talking about Opeth, they don't sound like Dead Lord. Okay. I'm not saying that they all sound the exact same. I'm saying (laughs) they all are in a vein and you can definitely tell by area. Like- you're telling me you see no correlation between Nightwish and Snot Arctica. No, but I mean, that's symphonic metal. I expect there to be a correlation between those two. Yeah, but where is symfo- symphonic metal biggest? In like Finland and stuff like exactly that. Exactly yeah, my yeah. point. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, is this stuff- I, I get like geographical yeah. genre stuff, but I mean, if I start a band here that sounds like Nightwish... Okay, well, yeah, I think, I think, I, I think good you luck. guys, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking in general terms here. I'm not saying there can't be an American band that sounds like this. I'm saying huh. this is the general sound that comes from that area. And I listened to so much of it back in junior high and high school that at this point, I think I've listened to it a little too much. I, 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 that sound is a little hard for me to get into because I've listened to it so much. Thanks to Thousand Foot Crutch. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait a thousand second. Foot Crutch, hold up. Corrupting <laughs> your mind. Thousand Foot Wait Crutch is not even related. I know, but I had to toss that in. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron's dad, I have an important they, question. No, are they not, from New York? No, not New York, but they're not European either. They're from the States. Logan, what's your important question? Or Canada, actually. It might here's, be my, here's my important question. Uh, Naibo, dad. Yo. Because I forget your first name. Brett. <laughs> I'm sorry. No Brett, worries. Sweet. Uh what European, specifically Swedish bands, did you show Jake at a young age? Because all of the classic boomer <laughs> rock on, bands Pops, that I can think on. of are like exclusively hardcore American. Uh, the best I could do uh, while you guys were youngsters would have been Ace of Base and ABBA. 
Oh boy. No, no. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Well, don't, that's why I think, I think here. what Jake's saying is malarkey. <laughs> All right. I, oh. I will list them. Sonata Arctica, Nightwish, yeah. um, uh, uh, the Arjun Lucasin. Arjun Lucasin. Arion. Arion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, all, you know, all bands I do love to this day, actually. Yeah, and you know, I don't dislike it. Like I said, I have lots of memories with it. I'm not saying that I I, I dislike the sound. <laughs> I'm saying I've listened to the sound so much that it's you gotta hard have for me something to keep new. listening Although, to I mean, it. I just yeah. have to say that I really do think that this sounded more like early American prog music. Yeah. It didn't sound European. This was an offshoot of it. It just reminded me of it. Gotcha. I mean, uh, Cody, I want to hear what you have to say, because you actually do spend a lot of time in uh, in, realm. in that realm in Scandinavia. <laughs> so actually, it doesn't really remind me of bands like Nightwish, Arion, nothing yeah. like that. Thin Lizzy. Yep. Immediately yes. from chord one on distance over time, I was like, Thin Lizzy. Yep. And I showed it to my dad. I was like, check this out. I think you'll like this. And then he said, the vocals kind of sound like Elvis Costello. And I could hear that a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. I was like, sonically, maybe not, but the vocal mannerisms, sure. I never, ever at any point was like, oh man, if I heard Floor Janssen singing on this, it'd make perfect sense. Yeah, you're right. There, That's definitely uh, leans I, more toward the Thin Lizzy, oh, yeah. UFO, those yep. kinds of bands. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting to hear like a Doctor Doctor cover midway through this album, which <laughs> yeah. would have been fine with me. I loved this album, though. I sincerely did. And I there was this week... Porcupine Tree put my favorite album of theirs on Spotify for, I think, the first time. And so I've spent a lot of time listening to that this week. But when I wasn't listening to that, a lot of Dead Lord yeah. on my way to work, at lunch, Boom. on the way home. Got Cody's I approval. Yeah. Really uh. like that. And I mean, Brett knows that I respect his musical opinion. And I even text these guys earlier. I, people can't really see that. I'm pointing to Jake and Aaron. And nine years ago tonight, we all went and saw Dream Theater together. That's right. So I like. Whoa. It's definitely been like yeah, nine years is crazy to the night. That's crazy. Yeah. It popped <laughs> up on my Facebook memories today. I honestly, I knew it was like September 2011, but I never would have remembered the date, but yeah. And so, I mean, <laughs> it goes like way back, but this is like, it's right up my alley. It was a nice departure from prog rock and symphonic stuff that I'm usually listening to, to a much more, I, I don't want to say radio friendly, but at one point this definitely would have been radio friendly. Like, I don't think I'm going to turn on the radio and hear anything from Century Media bands in 2020 but you know 1975 76 when this was like the mm, popular sound yeah. absolutely 100 percent. and i mean they could have played with bands like boston even and stuff like that it definitely fits in that realm so i was really into it yeah no i i definitely agree that's what it sounds like to me is it sounds like a throwback sound i i, I didn't really necessarily pick up on the metal side so much but i can hear maybe what jake's saying though in the vocalist there is there well, is a little bit of an accent. I appreciate. It's not just accent. It, it's I appreciate the um, the not all these weird prog breakaways. Like I actually really appreciated that because I was expecting that going in. My dad had told me that they were from, is it Finland, Sweden, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy, here they, we go. They can't help themselves. They buckle on the. Just expecting some fun little noodling all over. Yeah. So I was, I was expecting that, and then they didn't do that that much, and I was like, you know, I respect that. It did feel a lot more stripped back, and again, I didn't dislike it. I just, 
I don't know. Honestly, I'd throw I, this much more in the category of like just straight up rock and roll yeah. rather than any yeah. form See, but of metal. I, for some reason, I don't quite get that straight up rock and roll vibe. I don't know, man. It, it fits feels, right in with all those bands from like the I, 70s. I definitely the feel 80s. like it does. Like early Rush, Led Zeppelin, that kind of, I, I that's yeah. what I pick up on the, the guitar definitely i i guarantee you talk to the guitarist and those are that is what they're into see but like i know that dad's been listening to a, a lot of vetergrand fleet as well oh yeah that stuff reminds me of rock and roll that makes me think of led zeppelin that's a led zeppelin knockoff which is my le- that kid can sing he's amazing vocalist uh matt you turned me on to that band i like him but that's my only thing is uh, what i liked about dead lord is they carved out their own sound uh, and complimented the sound that mm-hmm. uh, I've got more to say, but I'm kind of curious to see what everyone yeah, else Yeah, no, has. I want to hear uh, what Damon and Logan think. Yeah. Right. Let's hear it. Who's going first? Yeah, go. Uh, I don't know. You I guys feel like Logan go has to go last. Over it. Yeah, let's have Logan go last. All right, all right. So I think it's been made clear on this show how I feel about Danger classic. Zone. Danger Zone <laughs> and King Loggins in the yeah. 80s. This is a different era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, regardless of the time period, you cannot deny it is so adjacent sounding to exactly what you guys just said. Just like cookie cutter rock and roll. Like yeah. that is the vibe that I felt. It was pure rock and roll, you know? And I think I just have too much beef with it now. At this point, <laughs> after listening to Danger Zone, like two or three times at 4 a.m. Oh all right that really that really made me that mad was a, that was a turning point in damon that, that was, was i was like that? that was the realization of like i do not like this music anymore that like, some people go to war damon hears danger well, zone at four <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's his turning Having point talked with you quite a bit damon doesn't it mainly come from uh frustration that boomers are still listening to the same thing. i i think it is but which so the, which so the I thing mean, is i do have to say let me this was your recommendation absolutely it does fall into a certain i came expecting to fully to be <laughs> pretty trying. much the stereotype everybody thinks i, I knew yeah. that was going to come up let me let me actually <laughs> uh piggyback on what you just said though when I was uh, working at spirit halloween we took about two weeks to set the store up oh, wait, wait wait does that wait, you're, you're, done? you're done what no more spirit halloween for oh me? no like i'm just saying like at the beginning. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. But uh, there was this 17-year-old, right? Got the ponytail, all right? And he uh, he decides to plug in his phone mm-hmm. as we're, you know, Perfect. setting up the shop. And I'm like, all right, he's 17 years old. Maybe we'll see some trap. Maybe yeah. we'll see, Pink you know. Fun. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> it's anything. But what he plays, first song, Jesse's Girl. Second song, Jesse's Girl again. <laughs> Third song, it was just that whole... Jesse's Girl again? <laughs> no, but Jesse's it was again. just like one after another of just like, are you kidding me, man? You're 17 years old. Like, why is this your music taste, you know? Dad's and iPod. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. that made me the most mad, though, is he didn't even know the words. All right? Like, he mm. had all these songs that have been around for decades, and he was just... Jesse's girl like just as like I was like oh my I think I think that just you know dug the hole a little deeper I'm just like man this type of music like it's just too closely associated with just like just that anger and frustration while like people are still really listening like they haven't gotten over this yeah at least you don't like I feel like it's different from like the Beatles you know because you only really hear here comes the sun occasionally in public and maybe like come together but like they're considered the greatest band ever by a lot of people you know but you're not getting it shoved down your throat all the time as much 
as much as boomer rock, I would say. Yeah. You know? So, and I, so, so philosophically though, that, that is where the frustration comes. Yeah. Is why have they not? And why is it still around when there's like, I think the nineties is probably so the best. Is decade it a frustration to you that it's like, okay, so take dead Lord here or Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. They are people that are roughly like my age, and they're recreating. Yeah, that no, they're the is, they're the seventeen year old ponytail kid starting got, a band, you know. <laughs> and I, I think gotcha. I like I don't know. I just think sonically, it didn't really do much for me. Like it was just too, like, you know, they're talented. They've got their audience. You they're know, definitely having fun. Yeah, which, yeah, which, which I appreciate. I like, big respect that on. Yeah, this. like you can tell they're just wanting to you know make some rock songs and they have accomplished that for four albums now you know which i respect i think like in defense of that point especially in 2020 if you're going to make music that sounds like this you know that you are catering to a specific audience which isn't necessarily a bad thing just you are catering to a very Mm -hmm. specific audience at this point and then that you bringing that up okay so i had an experience i went and saw kingdom come in concert (laughs) I was there. And, I um, was also there. Yeah. And <laughs> I saw Come. Kingdom Come. They're a hair band. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a kind of a blind spot in my <laughs> long, The longtime drummer of uh, the Scorpions was in oh, their really? band. So, okay. This band has kind of been falling apart for a long time, and they decided to go on tour. They hired on the 17 year old ponytail kid literally literally <laughs> to, to be their front man because, because of course singer <laughs> because of course by the time you're that age you're not going to be able to you know sing like you sound like you just got kicked right where yeah, it counts. Yeah. so so they have this kid up there who's who's taking care of that for the band but it was an awkward dynamic because the fans everybody out in the audience is literally oh. very you know like they're reliving the glory days. Yeah, but well, you got, they're, they're, you I got mean, twenty-year-old guy, kid. There were the twelve singer. of us in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> where was this? At? They were reliving their glory uh, days in a podunk bar with like forty yeah, people. Liquid Joe's. Liquid Joe's. I love that venue for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh man, I've seen so many death metal shows in there, and every one of them's goofy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, <laughs> so weird. Know, okay. It's such a weird but place. Really, there's yeah. a lot of there's 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 a lot. To, Damon and Cody, what you guys are hitting on here, it, it it runs very deep with me because watching that was such an interesting dynamic because you have this twenty something year old kid who's making it as a musician, but at what expense? You know, like he he he's literally out of a scene that's anywhere near relevant to to him nobody his age is around him well i think that is like the only two people who fit in like i think the 20 year olds with ponytails are going to be there you know <laughs> but you're not going to get the people wearing all uh urban outfitters you know with the black line <laughs> tattoos you're not going to get the kilby court crowd at those kind of shows but I you are know, going man. to get like not Maybe Definitely not a kingdom come. I'm going to say I that mean, right here, right now. No, <laughs> you I, never I know, know. But I've I think there. <laughs> I think if you were to just you know look at you know just I don't know survey the audience of what who they are, what I they think, typically listen to. I feel like it's just like at a tool concert. You know, you're going to get the boomers and you're going to get the boomers kids. Not much Hold else. I, honestly, I my dad hates Tool, and I take offense to what you just well, said. Well, you're a son I of a boomer, dude. <laughs> you're a son <laughs> of a boomer. My dad literally dude, 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 that is wow. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold son on. Son of a wrong. boomer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a son of a boomer. I just am a boomer. All right, yeah. All right, all right. No, but uh, definitely, I, I do think that there is that dynamic happening probably in this band. At the same time, <sighs> I don't know the scene 
over in Sweden. Maybe maybe they're kind of reliving what happened at an earlier time here in America. I have no idea, honestly. Well, I think my personal opinion on it is I think it's just an aesthetic at this point. Just yeah. like almost everything. Like we, we have a kid that lives down the street here mm-hmm. who I will leave unnamed. But The yeah. one that you talked about before who played, uh, what, Trouble? What's that? Smoke on the water. Smoke on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He like literally. Did I already? Did I already <laughs> tell of, you? Friend of the pod. He came down friend and I was pod. listening Close to. Friend. He came down and I was listening to some. I forgot what I was listening to, but Nate, like my brother, made a comment about, "Oh, this is like something, something electronic or something," and he was just like, "Keep in mind, this kid's like fourteen or fifteen. Uh-huh. No, no, he's like sixteen. He's like, oh yeah, I don't know things of this generation." Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. what there he said. There is an entire subreddit I follow called "Lay Wrong Generation," and it's just people making comments like that. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I just think like when kids our age get into this type of music, they're doing it as like, they, I, they, "I'm not part of this generation." Yeah, this was the golden era. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Take me back to the '70s or '80s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, Logan. We we've waited long enough. <laughs> How does everybody else have such bad opinions on this album? Oh, Logan, I will please. walk to your house and fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Try and find me, Cody. Try and find me. I'm sure Aaron. Uh, I, I'm happy to tell you where he lives. <laughs> yeah, hey, all right. See, there Cody we go. said he would walk to your house. Yeah, That's like- ju- I have a car literally outside, and I'm going to walk because I'm so angry. <laughs> statement. Boy, come over here. I will cough on you, no cap. <laughs> I have a mask. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Uh,. I mean, <clears throat> you can't I think do this, this, Logan. <laughs> Logan, you cannot do this. If you do this, I, I don't know if I can sit next to you anymore. What are you talking about? What can I do? Uh, just proceed. Proceed. <laughs> Here, I'm going to proceed with this killer take that is apparently unpopular. Uh, this album freaking rocks. It's That's a great said. time. <laughs> That's literally what I said. <laughs> killer take that nobody else had. <laughs> yeah, but Cody like had the, the whole like, oh, I'm not a son like of a boomer, <laughs> and what, what, everybody's lay wrong generation. Those were two disconnected thoughts. Yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole a bit. Logan, if well, you, your if, takes are still bad on that. Logan, well, your arms probably hurt from that reach, so you know it's fine. <laughs> Logan, <laughs> if, if if you were in this room, would you have that same opinion? Heck yeah! What you think? I can't handle the heat. Well, what, I've got what, what you don't understand is my dad, maybe, if you really did flame this album, it might really hurt his feelings. He might stop listening. No. <laughs> I'm a bigger boy than that, hopefully. Yeah, come on. That was said start We all got our big boy pants on the second we sit down at this table. No, I just, I'm going to, before Logan even begins his opinion, I'm just going to call out, just like I usually do, big fat red flag of hypocrisy on this point. Yeah. Oh. You what literally f- said it's an 8 out of 10 for everything before 1990. What makes this album sonically different from any other album? You didn't say it was but, above an 8 out of 10. He just said it rocks. Well, Which g- implies an 8 or a 10 or uh, above. But I'm going to take it one step farther. I'm going to take it one step farther. He just said our whole takes about Lay Wrong Generation and XYZ were bad. What about him and freaking Freddie, Freddie Mercury? Mercury. <laughs> Come on, Logan. Fat contradiction, bro. Think about things before you say them. Even, say them anyways, Logan. Even I think if, you're right on this even one. Even if go. you're sick. Even if you're sick. Jake, Jake, Jake. You don't understand. <laughs> My takes are always nuanced enough to ha- handle whatever criticism you have of them. <laughs> okay, prove it. 
Here's here's the deal with Freddie Mercury, all right? No, no, My no. The problem is that specifically that gave people a very incorrect idea of who he was and what he did. Leave I Sid do not personally not like Queen. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I hear what I'm you're saying. Ra- I'm hear what you're saying, but you're just projecting that onto Freddie Mercury. Your problem was Freddie Mercury. And people who are like, oh, but Queen is so great. And why do people do that? Because Queen was the big thing of that era. It's a throwback, right? This is the exact same concept, bro. Dude, there's nothing wrong with liking music from an earlier stage in music's history. Logan just thinks they suck. <laughs> even if even if I personally think they suck and people can get pretentious right, about Logan, it. And in right. fact, I would dare say like the top 40 in the 70s probably did have more artistic merit than the average top 40 nowadays. I'm just going to come out and say it. All right. Hey, break down for me what it rocks means. <clears throat> this album slaps that guitar work. It's like it's in your face and it's all great. I mean, the problem is, so I was I was a similar dad's iPod type of kid. <laughs> uh, but my dad is also, uh, you know how I like Drake, despite the fact that everybody hates on him and they clearly make songs to become popular. My dad is the same way with Kiss. So while I don't have an experience with Thin Lizzy, I grew up listening to a lot, a lot of Kiss, who explicitly say, hey, we're in this game to make songs for people to bop to. And so when I listen to an album like this, it's like listening to a Kiss album from my childhood, except because now that everybody's gotten over their terrible mixing from the 80s, it actually slaps. Ah, production. Mm. Yeah. It's all in the production, man. And I mean, like... Uh, sure there are some different priorities i think they had pre-1990 but when i hear an album like this it's like i finally understand what boomers hear in songs like danger zone you know like i get it <laughs> oh, that was, oh man that was unheard of that was that was unprecedented that is a big statement <laughs> yeah it's it's beautiful dude like when you can when you can feel that like i'm at a bar with my bros wearing flannels doing whiskey shots it and talking about the economy like you're not in a club you're in a bar with this yeah music. he's talking about yeah like country or something <laughs> i don't know man i've been in some bars with some rock and roll it's a good time <laughs> it is a good time and yeah. i mean the the only regret that i have is you know that music like this which can still be so artistic. And I, I think we haven't even come close to exploring all the regions that even four, four guitar based pop song or rock and roll songs like this can reach is that, you know, these things have been sharked by the beer commercial and the truck industry, you know, like that's, that's the big regret to me is that these things became so like capitalized upon and monetized and exclusively marketed to boomers that I think now the only people that like it are either, uh, or that feel comfortable expressing that they like it are a boomers and b 17 year old ponytails who claim that they're in the wrong generation. <laughs> like these, these songs are for everybody. Like you don't have to be in one of those demographics. And I, I think I will echo Jake's point on when you hear that passion coming through and you hear them writing songs the way that they want to write songs. The lead vocalist has a quote. He says, rock now, cry later. Identify with that, bro. All right. You need, the the spirit of seventies rock cannot die in the seventies. Logan gets it. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> I don't know. I I definitely like. I say I appreciate that they're having fun, but I I'm with Damon on this one for sure. I feel that uh, it's it's nostalgic and it's not really anything too new. <clears throat> Aside from your point with the production is a valid one and I've actually heard my dad say that. So, I guess dad, if you have any other thoughts 
I actually have a couple little, I, in, in my opinion, some semi-exciting things. I did. I dug a little a little deeper with these guys, um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I read through some of their interviews, and I like the distinction. Now, this <laughs> some of you are going to immediately disagree with this, and that's okay. But I like the distinction that the uh, they interviewed the vocalist, and they said, "Were you guys born in the wrong era?" You know, oh, that was wow. the question. And the vocalist said, I like to think of it more as timeless. And I, 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 I personally agree with that statement. If you go back to the uh, 50s and pull out a James Dean movie, he's wearing a pair of Levi's that look exactly like the Levi's of today. And pretty much anything going on down the runway, you know, anything you see on the New York runway or the LA runway is here today, gone tomorrow. But those Levi's have existed for a long time and continue to exist on my legs right now yeah uh. so so the term timeless i thought was really good um another couple quick things um they they uh, landed number 25 on the german charts um with this album and they were really excited about that aaron you pegged it i pulled up uh, <laughs> there was a post on there that uh that said uh Sorry, we're in rehearsal. We can't talk right now. And literally, those guys looked like they were all four crammed in a little cracker box with an Iron Maiden poster on the wall. And literally, they had to breathe in sync to even... This room was like really small. And they were in there just rocking the house. Last thing last thing I want to say. Um, I will, I will full-on admit, uh, this is one of my core bands right now. And I realize that there's not a lot of listenership... We looked, We did a Spotify search on it, and it wasn't real high. 20, yeah. 20K monthly. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to say, out of Logan's me, da- Dad's coming. <laughs> Dad's coming down as a as a hipster here a little bit. But or, I'm or. not not on purpose. <laughs> not on purpose because, as I stated, if the beep shoots shoots out a song <laughs> I like, it's on my playlist. <laughs> Um, uh, I actually did reach out to the band and told them we were going to do this show, and I got a. Res- I reached out to their publicist, and I actually got a response from their drummer. Boom. Adam, who, by the way, previously was in a death metal band. Right on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What J- one? Maybe there is some merit to what uh, picking up I, on. I, 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 the name escapes me, but yeah, you can punch it up on the Wikipedia or so. Yeah, I'll look it up. Anyway, uh, I'll just read you just kind of how he signed off. Um, he wrote, uh, I asked him if they wanted to give us a clip, like a shout out or anything and they said uh because they, they had a actually a release party this uh this weekend so they couldn't do that but he did sign off cheers bro and keep the rock alive Adam. <laughs> heck yeah cheers, keep bro. the rock alive damon <laughs> oh man i thought that you know the internet makes the world a great place all the way from that little cracker box they were rehearsing in in sweden yeah, cool. and that's respectable too. Like anybody who, it, like, when you are in a small venue and you are just insisting and keeping on rocking, like, I, it doesn't matter what genre it is. If you are willing to play a room of four people, I I do respect that, and I definitely hear that they're having fun. And so I do have to say, I just have to say that it doesn't quite. I don't know. I I, I just like I was saying. I just feel like I don't honestly have the nostalgia for the sound for me to really tap into it super deep but the riffs are great so so quickly circling back to if you had to choose one genre i uh, thought long and hard about this question 
I will freely admit that I don't know what it is. Trust me, I don't listen to the top 40. In fact, my motivation on this band is I still love the sound, but I, I can't hear uh, Hotel California one more time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I went on a, uh, there's another band actually out of Sweden called Horizont. Those guys should be teamed up with these guys and do a tour. You'll have to check them out. Yeah. Anyway, those two bands for me, I can just say um, shuffle shuffle songs by Dead Lord, and I can let it play all day long. Still, I love it. And um, so, so my if you're gonna put a gun to my head and say choose one, I'm gonna go classic rock. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Nice. No, yeah, no, that, that definitely was interesting, and I, it's a perspective I'm, I'm glad we're covering because it is one that is typically, whether it's just a byproduct of capitalism or not, it, uh, we do have the boomers and the ponytails at the moment representing this sound, so I'm glad that it, it found its way here, too. So we and we could use it. everybody. Music Anybody. as an art form is essentially playful. We say you play the piano. Why? All right, music philosophy. Uh, Logan. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Are we alone in the universe? (laughs) (laughs) I said universe and got blasted. You know, you know. (laughs) Well, we're definitely alone in the society. The science behind that one is just fascinating. You know, why? I mean, they found water on Mars this week. So, yeah. Why is it that I feel like people are always telling me that this week, I'll tell you what, on a planet in our solar system, they discovered life or some, something crazy. Like, oh, there are, there's spaceships for sure. But then- yeah, like, wasn't there friggin' fossilized bacteria on Mars? See, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, this is what I mean. It seems like people are always telling me this, but I, I, I'm like, so where is, you know, where is the big excitement or where is the, why is this not being taught in public school? If, if it's Bro, true. I don't know. They're probably just cute little single-celled organisms that died out a million years ago. Yeah, Perkins is the one, dude. Where is the Earth? Where's the Earth-shattering kaboom? You know what I'm saying? When are we going to find the Martians? (laughs) I don't know. No, but for real, music philosophy. No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, I think think, think the producer producer has something to say about life in the universe. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say... Based on our reaction to coronavirus, I don't think they would want to tell us if there was life <laughs> out there, or they warming. They're going to warm us up to that. I don't know. Maybe it'll come out in the next debate. I mean, I've it, seen it, some chaos in 2020. At this point, and someone's like, you know, there's a whole planet inhabited by other sentient beings out there. I'd be like, all right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I think we can tie this into music philosophy by asking. Do they have music and what do they listen to on other sentient yeah, planets? It, it is classic music, classic rock, truly timeless? Yeah. Does it transcend universally, the cosmos? Cosmically, I mean, universally timeless. Has Danger Zone played on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> the answer to both of those questions is yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you actually have music philosophy? No, I actually do. But two points to that. First off... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they actually did like send a record into space i recall and yeah. i don't remember what songs it had on it but it was definitely all like boomerisms and folk rock well it was and then second like the point 70s, to that so uh the idea of music itself is a meme uh as i've mentioned it's just wiggly air and the only reason music sounds good is because our brain likes whole integer division of certain frequencies. Wow, that's really, so that's that, so uh, cool. Wow, that was cool, Logan. I, I, I think that, you're really <laughs> wow. Okay, I hate you know, all of you because this appealing, is important. You're, you're appealing to the, that 
percentage of our audience that just is really interested in the mathematics of the universe. Yo, oh Lil Griffey gosh. just said that aliens listen to Gex. <laughs> I never want to meet him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I would just fine. like to say that we said it was all boomerisms that is on the golden record that was sent into space, but it looks like probably the newest thing is like some blues music and Chuck Berry. It's mostly classical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And like tribal songs. I mean, classical yeah. is a boomerism too, record, don't you think? One hundred gex man. is still on the playlist for me. So let's yeah, just get that, let's make that clear. <laughs> I'd like to make it clear that it's not on my playlist. <laughs> what if the <laughs> aliens meme about it, dude? That was so funny. What if the aliens that come to Earth basically are just reflections of the records we sent out to them? So they're just like blues enthusiasts. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> oh my I want to hang out with them. That, that could happen. That could happen. If they learned how to they're, listen to. They're it. like, oh my gosh, you guys made this. Yeah, we've been trying to find out who made this. The gods. <laughs> the gods. We'll have to tell them this the bad news about Chuck Berry, though. Odyssey. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Logan, you better assert dominance. Well, that here. was a good music no, philosophy. No, I, I have real <laughs> music philosophy if anybody still cares. I think I care. <laughs> okay. Here, here is the question <laughs> to, to every member of the table. <laughs> That's so I weird. A second. Did you, you go to the next segment? This yeah, is, he did. Well, you asked if anybody cared. I trusted <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of sitting in front of the foot pedal. You know what I'm saying? All right, I can table no, it. I got, no, no, I got no, you, no, Logan. Go Let's hear it. it. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Here's, here's my question to each member of the table. What is the purpose of music critics like Anthony Fantano? To be bald. Dude, well, <laughs> to be bald? No, yeah. Man. Oh, that, that's pretty yeah. like, I don't know, dude. He is. Well, but literally that, what he's known for. <laughs> you know, like, he's a music melon. critic and he's so, like, you know, so light eight. He, he didn't say what's the... It, point of the existence of anthony fantano which yeah, i find it quite offensive that he you, said music you, critics like anthony but he, fantano but you but you or us specifically off of anthony fantano i understand and his purpose so. is to be bald correct oh <laughs> rock and roll so, okay. baldness. <laughs> we are in, you, Cody. It's, good, it's, to have you it's back. good to be back yeah logan i kind of wish logan was here for this question because he already knows <laughs> i got fat beef with fantano and his goonies I don't know what the producer has to say about this too, because the producer's funding us, and 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 we understand that we're we have a few competitors out there. There's Conan. Conan is a big time competitor with us. Neck but and neck. Fantano is kind of in our court, so to speak. So I, I mean, I, I I do think it's true. You know, the producers if, put quite a bit of research into this. But before, and if we can't justify Fantano's existence with his regular uploads and actual quality content, how can we possibly Cody, justify our Cody own? Cody just justified his. Gotta be bald. Yeah, he I also mean, has to yell at Oliver Tree, and he's a good man for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, let's hear it. Okay, like first and foremost, before we even really talk about Fantano, I want to make it clear he's totally cool to do what he's doing. I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I'm just saying I'm more upset with people who listen to Fantano than I am actually with Fantano. Cause you know what? I give it to Fantano. He at least explains why he likes stuff and dislikes stuff. Cool enough. Uh, you know, I, I don't think my beef is really with him as much as it, as it is the people that freaking worship him drives me nuts, dude. I, it drives me nuts when people, people's opinions reflect somebody like Fantano's. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's not necessarily his fault. It's, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. So I guess the existence of it, cool. I guess it's a way for kids to feel pretentious and cool to have an opinion that they're defending just because they learned it off of 
friggin' Fantano. I don't know what the uh, purpose is. I, I honestly don't you, so see. You, so the, the the purpose of us even sitting here and talking about music. Not that I, I mean, I our, our aim okay. really is to provide <laughs> never obviously a, a pretty um, here's global view because we all have different viewpoints. Here's here. the thing: I'll share my opinion on music, like I'll do it, but I am not sitting here trying to prove why I'm right and what I think about it. Fantano does. He like tries to. This is why this is X. X is why this is Z. He always has reasons why it is the way it is. And he's like trying to tell me why it's good or why it's bad. And I don't like that type of reviewing. I think that that reviewing, when you're trying to teach the other person why they should or shouldn't think a certain way, that drives me nuts. I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. But Fantano tries to, it does sometimes feel like he's trying to tell me what I should think. And that drives me nuts. I, I do think that that trickles down to the fan base more than from him himself. I question he that. Kind of Some, memes sometimes, it, he says things sometimes that are like so sharp. It's like anybody who thinks this is good is stupid. Like the way he says things makes you feel like you shouldn't go contrary to his opinion. Yeah. And I, that drives so me crazy. Jake, you really, what I'm getting here is that you don't really see a point for music criticism. Uh, see, and I know if you take it to the other extreme, that is what I'm ultimately saying, I guess. And I, I don't want to say that there shouldn't be, I guess, and I can't have my cake and eat it too. I guess I just get driven crazy when people say things in absolutes in music criticism. <clears throat> like, they're just like, this is bad because blank. I'm so like, like Cody and 100 Gex. Yeah, I mean, that's his opinion. He I'm usu- not he stop usually anybody from liking it. Yeah, I mean, he usually wrong, just... He, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing oh, about... Just, for example, Cody will say, like, he... he hates thousand gex but he doesn't say thousand gex is well he might if i go too far but he he's not like nobody should like thousand gex because it's xyz <laughs> <laughs> uh, may, maybe i'm assuming too much yeah i think but i are. don't get that vibe i i don't get that vibe from cody as hard as i do get it from fantana yeah no that's that is an interesting question i mean i'm, I, I'm the nicer bald music critic <laughs> wait, wait wait so so jake i just want to clarify like, I, I understand if you have issue with Anthony Fantano specifically, like how he's doing it, but you really, you do not see a point in music criticism at all. I, I don't feel like I've said that up to this point. I just said when people criticize in a certain way, it drives me crazy. That's what I'm saying. I, okay. I feel like I just got to jump in with a quick story here. Um, one of my uh, one of my associates actually started a design firm, and his uh, his partner actually died. Um, that's not the end of the story, but we're off to a good start. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the end of the story. <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice. No, no, I like it. No, because uh, I'm I'm going to illustrate a point with uh, music criti- criticism that uh, spans beyond even what we're thinking. Uh, I asked him, I knew both of the guys, the, the guy that died's name was Chuck, and I, I, uh, I reached out to my friend and said, man, that's got to be rough. That was, he actually had a heart attack, and, and he had to carry the guy downstairs. Dang. It was rough. So that's the end of the story. Uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So we got there. That was a that, great there's thing. a little more. Th- uh, <laughs> thanks for trudging through this with me. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I understand why you included that part. I can't wait to hear what's next. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here comes the punchline. So I asked Dave, I was like, well, man, what are you feeling? He goes, you know what? I actually had a dream and I met Chuck in my dream. And this is the first week after. 
within the first week after he'd passed and crossed over. And I said, wow, man, what, what do you remember about the dream? And he goes, this is all I remember. He just looked at me and he, I said, so Chuck, what's heaven like? And he looked at me and said, well, the music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> I mean, so my point is uh, uh, the music criticism, that's, uh, I don't think that's going away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavenly concept. <laughs> it's eternal. <laughs> music criticism is eternal. Yeah, no, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. Because, I mean, certainly you get a lot of people, especially right now, and I understand there's a lot of opinions, a lot of annoying opinions, a lot of people are just done with opinions. And so, you know, having another opinion about something as trivial as wiggly air, as you always point out, uh, I can see why people are frustrated from that angle with music criticism. But I, I, I don't know. I think that there's something... I think a good music critic is ultimately, it's just like a good Twitch streamer. They're, they're really just giving you a portal in They're They're exposing themselves through what they're doing. So I think the art of being a critic has a whole lot less to do with actually putting opinions out there, a whole lot more of exposing who you are and, and kind of just creating a narrative. And if you watch Fantano, he definitely is doing that all the time. Yeah, my thing about it is, and I get, I, I get what you're saying, and it, sure, like, the art of being a critic is a thing. I don't, I don't want to illegitimize them, but I do just want to say, if the people get so interested in, like, like, at that point, it's the critic is using the music as a pedestal about them. Yeah. It's a portal into Fantano's life. I'm like, dude... I don't give a rip about Fantano's life. Like yeah, yeah. I would rather but, be focused but, but on. But there's probably other music critics out there, like uh, Billie Eilish reacting to YouTube videos, that might be intriguing. Yeah, that's totally unrelated, bro. <laughs> that, that's that's <laughs> that, uh, some some you know. Bro, I mean, I mean, <laughs> objection, Your Honor, relevance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just saying that certain people <laughs> around the table have a history. That's an artist, though. Intrigued. That's different. That's different. That's an artist. Sure, it's so, like. Oh, this artist likes XYZ. That's that's different than the critic. Critic is not so, an artist. They're a random person critiquing uh, they're, they're artists. Are, well, I like the whole idea. Sure, art of criticism. But what I'm yeah. saying is that's built upon their life. And like, honestly, I'm not going out like, I'm going to look up music criticism so I can learn about some random guy's life. Wait, are you, are you like, saying you don't prepare for the show? Like, you don't really care about your craft? And you watch uh, Billy Eilish. Are you saying? It, are you saying that for I'm, the producer? I'm, I'm saying this. I think that our conversations are fun to listen to. Like I like listening to them. I like learning from you guys. But do I expect people like Jameson to like really care about my personal life and my music taste? And should he really care about what I think is good and good isn't? Not really. It's up I, to I, him. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Yeah, that's true. That's my. There's point. a little bit of a. That was an interesting thing that just happened there because you as a music critic were telling him what he should or should not feel what did i say he no. should or shouldn't feel jake was talking about how he doesn't like he's not influenced yeah in what he feels if a person that listens to what he has to say cares about his life past just the music criticism right right no yeah. i understand i'm kidding so if i'm so if i'm reading the room right it sounds like Jake thinks that music criticism is at best a fun way to talk about something. 
uh, Aaron feels like it's a criticism as art perspective where it says more about the person who's reviewing it than the person, than the actual piece itself. Is anybody here like criticism as curation type of people though? Where like, I identify with Fantano's music taste. And so if he likes an album, then I can be pretty confident that I would like an album. I feel that Is there anybody that not so feels much that about music, but in movies <clears throat> a lot of the time, like I think Roger Ebert was very similar in his taste about movies while he was alive as I am now. And so like, I like going back, even reading the books that he put out and everything. <clears throat> also people like Pauline Kale. This is again, a movie person and her main thing was beef with Orson Welles. Who cares? But I mean, it's like, I I find that kind of stuff interesting and it does at the end of the day, somehow shape how I see things because it's a different perspective. Mm. So, yeah. Now don't get me wrong. I actually do get what you're saying with that Logan. And like, for example, I'm obsessed with horror movies, love horror movies. And so I'm always doing research to try to find other ones. And I found this YouTube channel that she has said like a bunch of things about horror movies. I love, she said the same thing. So I was like, Oh, I trust her opinion. So I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not, it's not a foreign concept to me. I guess it's just when people get loud and obnoxious about their opinion, I'm like, bruh, I don't, I don't, I'm here for the material, not you. So like, just shut up. Like, I'm not here for you. So like, yeah, this horror movie lady, for example, I use her, I guess, quote, criticism as curation because I do trust her opinion. But if she's all of a sudden like, yeah, but freaking Nightmare on Elm Street's the worst thing ever. And if you like it, then, you know, like that's the type of stuff I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the same way too. (laughs) I think just criticism is just, you know, validating something to a certain extent. Like just because a critic says something is good or not doesn't mean it's good or not. But to me, I think it does kind of legitimize some things like, I don't know if I'm looking for a movie recommendation or music recommendation. If a lot of people, critics and, you know, rate your music or letterbox users, like all together generally say something is good or not good, then I'm going to trust that opinion more than just watching it and figuring like, I'd rather go into something at least knowing to an extent whether or not something is good than just trying it for myself because, I don't know, I like watching and listening to good things, not bad things. I think especially on that point where there's so much of music, movies, it's nice to see like an aggregate of this many people thought this movie was great or this album was great. It's kind of nice to see where that goes. And I mean, if you don't like it, then oh well, but generally favorable, you're probably going to fall in the same I I want to spend my time watching you know, movies like Kubrick and not, you know, Marvel Avengers four. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I actually do like general overall reviews. I like compilation reviews. I, when I know I can trust a critic, sure. That is probably better because you know, you align with them closer, but overall I would prefer overall ratings over individual critics. Yeah. I think usually, especially with myself, I'll look up, and I'll see a movie on Letterboxd, especially, Damon. I'll be like, oh, this movie's got like a 4.5 out of 5 out of like 100,000 ratings. Probably going to be pretty good. And if I check it out, I'm like, cool. And then I usually will read reviews after the fact. See if someone, you know, felt similar to me. Kind of see the different perspectives on it. So, you yeah, know, I think that's I do think uh, outside of just the art perspective, as far as what you guys are talking about. I do think it's important to take time to synthesize different perspectives in your own. And so in that way, I do think criticism is good, but 
I mean, I also want to be perfectly clear that I hear your point there, Jake. And I think, you know, cynicism and pessimism and just being obnoxious with it is, I mean, honestly, we have enough of that go floating around. So yeah, it's just annoying. It, yeah. I, I feel you. I understand what you're saying, but I do think Bruh, that that's a- like half the appeal of the show. <laughs> a rage fueled music experience. Yeah. I've, I've had feelings about that. All right. We got to move on. <laughs> We already I didn't did trust teachers. On, yeah. I didn't trust decided, politicians. No, we can just skip it. I won't no, be mad. I, Cody, I want to hear. I didn't trust not, people not on the me. evening. There room. are people out there that are starving, literally, and they want to know I how to sell the their music. All right. And you're gonna you're gonna help them. All so right, check this out. Check this out. This was actually inspired. I already had an idea loaded up in the barrel, ready to go. But you started talking about this Kingdom Come situation, it's and a, the idea. And situation. I've talked in the past of networking in your own circle. And for that kid, I guess technically that was his own circle, but I think there's these generational gaps within networks. Like if I go to a hardcore show, it's a good chance. I'll probably hang out with people about my age. However, I know there's probably going to be people that have been there for 20, 30 years also there. I might not know them as well. That kid being 20, hanging out with a bunch of hair metal dudes from yesteryear. That's like, (laughs) he's still technically networking inside of his circle, but he's expanding that network. Like, Come on, how many people are hanging out at 20 years old with the drummer of the Scorpions, you said? Yeah. And I mean, that's like still a connection. That's a way to build that network. Like you're going to expand it somehow, some way. And I think also you can do that, especially with like, you say drummer of Scorpions. My mind thinks vocalist of Scorpions. There's obviously a connection there between the Scorpions. And the vocalist of Scorpions knows, um, I just blanked on his name. Oh, Tobias Samet. Who knows Arjun Lucasen? Who knows so many different people and like it's just you know it's one of those six degrees of separation situations so you're trying to say but i'm like your music your your artist linkedin profile yeah basically pretty lit yeah (laughs) i mean if you can build that network then by all means you should and i think that's an interesting way to go about it because i mean even i i was watching an advantasia set from valken last night and uh the vocalist from mr big was on there yeah, and Eric so like, Martin. Yeah, he mm, did. He was filling in on that like tour of theirs in 2014. We met him, dude. He we seems did. Like yeah. a really cool guy. He he actually was really. Uh, Jake, do you want to tell him? I remember briefly? that story. Yeah, we got we got locked ago. out of a show because at the last second they switched it from all ages to 21 and over. I remember this happening. Yeah, and so we stood out by the gate by the back entrance. And like friggin' the members of Mr. Big just kept coming to the gate and they talked with us sporadically throughout the whole show. Pretty awesome. So yeah. like we got like 20 minute conversations with members of the band. Yeah. I mean, things like that where you can build your circle and find those like cool people. Then, I mean, it yeah. just keeps expounding yeah. on itself. Yeah, no, it, it's true. I mean, limited- even if you are in that like very specific niche of 12 people at a kingdom come show like there is still that connection now you know this person it's, who knows it's this true person. i think i think probably the most important place for you to get is inside a studio too and start talking with people that- well they literally did they said that the kingdom come said they wanted to do an after party and just hang out with everybody like that's an opportunity to just chill with the drummer of the scorpions yeah and, and we left <laughs> and we were just like please <laughs> we, that's, we were out like oh there. it's my bedtime no 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 rocky like a hercus gurkus <laughs> no there is a oh man <laughs> oh, that night no joe's is an interesting venue for stuff like that because like i said i usually for whatever reason there's a lot of death metal shows that happen there and so one of the last shows i remember going to before you know everything shut down was this band from denver called blood incantation and it's like 
10 minute long songs about like aliens <laughs> but it's all death metal and they just hung out the entire show like they didn't walk out or leave or anything they're all just really cool dudes and it like that's another way i guess you could have they met network. aliens Did I, it, they might have i don't it, know man is it I mean, going back two of them to, are an, aliens, to an earlier conversation, I mean, did they, you they know, might have, did wow. they say anything about blues? Wow. Hey, they, I, I'm just going to say <laughs> they wrote an album that came out called hidden history of the human race. And it's all about aliens, oh, but so, so was the album before called star spawn. It's literally their thing is like, aliens. so you're basically space. saying it's, it's no different than real life. You got to have the lit Instagram for the Zoomers. Got to have that the lit LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn for the Boomer. My LinkedIn's cool, man. <laughs> hey, that's he good. Really is a capitalist. We, we lost him. Jameson knows blood incantation. Jameson, I'm glad you you know you know blood incantation. Makes up for the hundred gex. Ah yeah. Right, music news here. I'm gonna make this real quick, uh, but there are a few interesting things happening. Uh, the gorillas. The they announced their full set for the the album that comes out October twenty third. It's gonna be pretty awesome. There's a song dropping this Friday. It features uh, Elton John and Six Lack. So or Black Dead Mal Five. How am I supposed to say this? Yeah, is that how do you say Six Lack? You say Black. I think it's supposed to be a B. Oh, I know it I is. It's but stylized, then do you say do I do it? Do I say it features Black or Six Lack? I think mm, I think I it's just don't black. say it. I right, think it's all right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, Elton John finally making that appearance with the Gorillas. That's going to be pretty funny. I think. It, it, it appears that they have a little bit of a comical spin going on this, but they're also obviously very honored. Yeah, we just had a nitwick say the goat. That was me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I, bro, You're who right. the heck are you, bro? Uh, you want to talk about SEO? What is this? Clear PS2 controller. It's literally just my secondary Twitch account. Clear ah, PS2 controller. That's a good you. name. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, other news. This is for you know those of us that are in the Radiohead radius. Um Actually, Radiohead's producer with Deadmau5. Nice. I said it. I said Deadmau5. That was supposed to be Wait, a joke. Wait, actually? Nigel Godrich. With, with actual Deadmau5? Yes, Deadmau5 and... Nigel. No, 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 they're not making an album. Nigel Godrich and uh, uh, Deadmau5, they started a radio station experiment app that you can download. It's kind of weird. They're like, it's not a playlist. It's a radio station. And, it's, and, a, it's got playlists on it? But it's playlists. <laughs> okay, yeah, by, I see it. We, we, got, we got Beck. But they're, they're 24 hour, always how often they're actually cycling. I got no idea. Is it music that they are making? Uh, no, it's like that they're interested in. <laughs> Beck, but people keep on signing on to it. Like Beck just started his radio station today. You got Edgar Wright on there. All the members of Radiohead are in there. Didn't you say David Lynch? David Lynch, David Lynch, Lynch is in there. Oh, there you go. I'm you, on. You got... That's uh, going to be interesting. All Nine Inch Nails. Dead Mouse has his radio. Trent Reznor said... <laughs> Don't even go down that hole. Don't. Do hey. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> Whenever ownership comes up, there's only one man I want to be talking about. <laughs> oh, there's one man. Johnny Cash breaks into the U.S. patent <laughs> office, comes back from the dead. No, first of all. it's an interesting experiment because, like Nigel Godrich is being being a, a British man who's scared of technology. His uh, his uh, claim is this is supposed to be breaking us away from the algorithm. I don't know how that works because so the app is you follow somebody you yeah. like and then the, it, it's their music taste. Yeah, it's called what's it called? Uh, let's see, I got it on my phone. It's called Station Rotation. And I can read you off their current so station. We are not sponsored. Pretty much artists, artists. Exactly. 
artists. Yeah, artists. there you go. Artists, artists. artists. What What does the producer Those think? Are never good. Is, yeah. Yep. You're right. Because like this isn't <laughs> a necessarily new concept. Like Spotify has artist playlists, in, but, but they're not twenty four hour. Yeah. Flea has a station. Uh, he started listening to Jay death metal according to his. Uh, Flea did. What, yeah, he like the other day. He's like, "What's the best Cannibal Corpse song?" I was like, "Okay." I was like, "This is an interesting turn of events." Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, something interesting to maybe give a look to. It it kind of feels like it's flopping a little bit. I hate to say it because I actually respect people who are out doing interesting things like this. Yep, that's the one. But I think it's got. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. And uh, anyway, you know, it, it's something interesting. Uh, hopefully, I mean, Nigel Godrich's writ reach is. I mean, he's pretty deep in there. He's got some pretty big names. I mean, it's kind of the artsy farts. But anyway. Uh, something to give to give a look. Um, th- those are the main things I'm seeing. We're also seeing more hashtag let the music play happening. I saw the gorillas post red lights flashing up uh-huh. in the sky, protesting the government and saying we don't have jobs. So that's that's still a thing. Isn't Nitwick officially let the music stop? Yep. Yep. Nit- Nitwick's official. <laughs> didn't we story. didn't we, we vote on this? Yep. yep we did. <laughs> Huh. Let the music stop. <laughs> Let the music stop. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a perfect place to stop that segment. <laughs> All right, uh, Bob of the Week. We're going to have to do a bit of a speed round here. All right, this is a, uh, this is a Bob of the Week speed round. Go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, Joji. <clears throat> Joji dropped a new album this week. And uh, the song oh, actually... Cody, that- Cody, what? I just I can't separate Joji from Filthy Frank. Yeah, yeah. he's yep. eternally Facts. guy. Yeah, he. I mean, I I I fully realize the the it's, connection to his other so stuff. Hard for me to I do. love the Joji project. It though. is really absolutely good. love the Joji project. Both Ballads One and Nectar, which is the new album, are fantastic. Nectar has some interesting tracks on it, but um, the song that I wanted to choose as a bop actually has been out for a while. He released it as a single a while ago, but. Song's called Run. Run by Joji is a fantastic song. He's just got this cool style. He does these old school kind of balladish type songs. Old hence, school hence, like uh, hence, uh, ponytail seventeen circa. Not quite. It's more like like literal ballads. Like, like you love can see ballads. A bard singing it. <laughs> yeah, kind of sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, the song Run has just got this beautiful mix of like modern production with this lovish ballad vibe to it. And anyway, love Joji, so big up to the new album and Run is my bob. Nice. All right, producer Matt. Um, I'm going to choose it right now. That's the way we do it. Internet's laziest. Um, I think I'm going to go with Blue World by Mac Miller. Good song. Fantastic intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. All right. This week, it was uh, Needle in the Hay by Elliot Smith. Oh, oh wow. man. You're getting sad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was a very sad... It, it is a very sad song, but it is also very good. So, check it is out. That, is that how you counterbalanced uh, last night? Last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Moving on. Definitely. Gosh dang it. I also had Elliot Smith. Really? Hold up, let me pick okay. something different. No, dude. No, 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 no. Let's Stick double with dip. it. <laughs> double dip. It's you know seasonal depressions around the corner. Let's get two Elliot no, Smith I mean, songs. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Noisy well, the, times. The, 
The problem is I'm sick and sad, so I have to listen to like soft acoustic music and Elliot Smith is just one of the all-time goats, it's a fact. Uh, he's like Kurt Cobain, but actually good. And so, <laughs> <Big> statement. <laughs> I, I take no offense. <laughs> <laughs> My song is his second most popular song, Waltz number two, XO. Uh, super pretty, super pretty track. I would almost prefer to see it like less produced as it is elliot smith always has this really lo-fi sound um but even though it's lo-fi it like still has strings and a ton of instruments going on uh if i had my druthers i'd prefer it was just like an acoustic guitar piano affair but it's legit one of the best tunes that i've ever heard in the singer songwriter genre so that's a that's a thumbs up defining that as a genre as a conversation for another time <laughs> another time it sounds cool though it, i mean yeah no sounds you sounded cool. very yeah very smart. very elegant yeah all right <laughs> Shut don't up. get me started <laughs> <on>. we're <laughs> elegant if i have to hear another computer science major say an elegant solution oh yeah or an elegant oh, yeah. algorithm yeah that yeah oh boy i probably shouldn't talk to you about all these right. new com protocols right. i'm learning logan you are taking some big l's we're gonna move <laughs> Dude, this week's been an L. I'm used to it. <laughs> we love you, bro. All right. I, I'm going to liven it up a little bit and toss out Lost in Space by Infected Mushroom. Wow. Uh, surprising. Done, done in their native tongue, by the way. Uh, I'm a guy. Wait, but Lost I, in Space. Did they find intelligent life? And did they talk about blues? Actually, we need to translate the song. I bet you there's the answer. <laughs> Is this off their newest album? Second to newest. Second newest. Yeah. Um. I will throw out, I'm not a huge, I, I, I don't like, I try to stay away from parental warnings as far as lyrics go. Not a huge, I'm not a guy who listens to a song and can sing it after three listenings, So, I, but I love vocals, so whatever language is happening for me, I just, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever he wants. He can. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying you won't understand it. Yeah, say right. what you want and we're just like mm, until we tra <laughs> until we translate it and figure out who who did live on mars <laughs> that's coming up <laughs> anyway yeah i'll throw that one out nice that's awesome uh i guess that means it's my turn uh yeah so like i was saying earlier porcupine tree put up some albums that have never been on Spotify. More my proggy Radiohead. I, porcupine I, I, porcupine I will defend oh, no, I, That's yeah. what they are, though. They are just more No, Radiohead proggy. is the less proggy Porcupine Tree. <laughs> porcupine Tree's thing. got Radiohead beat by about six years. Yeah. Regardless, they put up Fear of a Blank Planet, the mini album that accompanies that, No Recurring, and then the album The Incident. The Incident is probably like one of my least known albums by Porcupine Tree. It's just one I never really dove into. And so the fact that it was on there, it just kind of, I sat down with it a couple days ago and just popped in some headphones and listened to it. And I was like, man, this album, the second, like, so it's a double album. First part of the album is one big song called The Incident, and it's split up into 12 parts. And it's about how we just coin these things as incidents, no matter how crazy and big they are. It's just, it's a very disconnecting way of viewing it. And the album was inspired by Stephen Wilson seeing a car crash oh, and wow. just seeing on the little board that was like, slow down incident ahead and he's like so got up there kind of like oh, the cover of okay computer i mean yeah that was inspired probably by this so he uh he got up that was there. open and shut <laughs> he got up there and he, when he saw it he was like oh incident but it to my understanding the person in the car crash had died but we just like we bring it down to just incident incident and so there's like songs on the album about like 
the FLDS people, which I was really interested to find out, like polygamous cults and everything. Whoa, interesting. Yeah, and like federal raids and like it's an incident. But the title track of the title song of the album, The Incident, is the one about the car crash. And that's my bop of the week. Wow. It's it's a very like spacey song, and then it's just got this really soaring riff at the end. I, I need to give that a listen. Actually, I, I like Stephen Wilson. I'd say listen to the first twelve tracks on the album, and then you can just turn it off after that. The second al- like second disc of the album, it's okay, <laughs> but it's like another twenty five minutes of music for four songs the, that you really don't the, need. The, the problem <laughs> with the more proggy version of anything you can you can just no, ignore I, the second disc you don't need to you know, that's the, not an issue wait, on wait, any wait, of their wait, other albums it's wait, just wait, this one that the problem one. is there is a second disc <laughs> I, I, that's like generally agreed upon even by like porcupine tree fans you probably don't need the second disc like if it was just an ep it'd be fine but because it's tacked onto this album it's just way too much gotcha yeah. i will give it a spin uh my bop this week uh, so i was listening to franz ferdinand um they're great. And I was just like, you know, I wonder if there's any related trailing projects related to uh, Franz Ferdinand out there. So I started d- digging into it and I found this BNQT band who I really hope I don't lose because if I lose this, like if it, if it stops showing up in my recently played, it's probably going to disappear forever. But um, it, it legitimately, according to uh, whatever that, that app, the Scrabble app. Oh it, yeah, this legitimately him. is my top. Wow! And I was gonna pick it anyway because I have been just like jamming on it. But it's uh, it's called Failing at Feeling, and it's just this really. It's uh, I mean, last week I picked the Flaming Lips. I'm I'm still kind of in that. This is very much kind of a a a, a Pink Floyd esque like drug song, but it's really really awesome. I, I enjoy it. Is there a member of Franz Ferdinand? In-, in this band, it's a super group, so there's like tons of people from Britain in it. Um, right up your alley. This, right. the, the, this <laughs> song... Go, go, Check yeah. the one box. <laughs> Are they from Britain? Check the one box. Yes. <laughs> that British magic fairy hey, dust. Hey, look, one look. Box. Oh, that was good, dude. <laughs> there's a lot of British guys getting together writing stoner songs. It's, huh. it's pretty good. But like, uh, 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 yeah, feeling it, feeling... It's a it's a good song. It actually does not have the guy from Franz Ferdinand on it. The song "Hey Banana," which is also on the album, does, and it's a that's a bop as well. Singer or the guitar? It's the singer. Well, I thought this was like a really serious project. Then you just said "Hey Banana." <laughs> <laughs> that's him for you, dude. That is the Franz Ferdinand singer for you, right yeah, there. Yeah. All right, Nitwicks. Uh, thanks for coming and uh, spending some time with us. We're excited. We're back on all the streaming platforms, and I I was really nervous about it. But um, looking uh, yesterday, it looks like a lot of people have come back and found us, and they're they're like, I'm surprised actually that people are still on board with the Nitwick train. So we're happy to have you guys, and um, I guess that's this week's episode. It was good to have you, pops. And thanks for inviting me. It's been an honor. 